You are tuning into Pro Bono Perspectives, live from Brooklyn, where the city never sleeps and purpose is more than just a buzzword. Pro Bono Perspectives brings together leaders that have traveled across sectors, industries, and experiences on their path to creating change for the communities in which they live and work. And I'm your host, Danielle Holly, CEO of Common Impact, a national nonprofit that designs skills-based volunteer programs that amplify the impact of social change organizations by harnessing the talents and the skills of private sector employees. I am lucky enough to cross paths with these leaders every day through my work with Common Impact and can't wait to bring you behind the scenes to share their stories. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle from Common Impact. And today we are lucky to be joined by Amy Smith, who is the chief giving officer at Tom's. Amy joined Tom's in 2016 to oversee all aspects of Tom's giving. Tom's provides shoes, sight, and water as part of its giving partners overall health and education programs to help drive meaningful impact and engage the community. Amy also manages the Impact Grants Program in which Tom contributes to nonprofits that are working on today's most pressing issues, including homelessness and ending gun violence. Amy was previously the Chief Strategy Officer and President of Action Networks for Points of Light, the world's largest organization dedicated to volunteer service. And Common Impact is releasing a report next week on how companies can more effectively engage in natural and man-made disasters. And as we were exploring this topic, Tom's and Amy's name came up time and time again. So we're uh, very excited to have her today. We'll be talking to her about her experience working at such a purpose-driven company and how Tom's has approached philanthropy, social impact, and taking a stand on issues that matter to the company. Welcome to Pro Bono Perspectives, Amy. We're so excited to have you today. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So let's start with you. You have been a sector jumper and you've worked in both the nonprofit and private sectors for 20 years. Tell us what your experience has been working in both sectors, what skills you've leveraged in both and and what feels unique. Yeah, such a great question. And one I get quite often, I never knew what a sector switcher was till someone told me that that's what I was. Um, And so it's a really interesting thing that's happening, I think, for a lot of people in career. Um, I'm really, before I talk a little bit about myself, I'm really excited about the gray space that's getting created more and more through between for-profit and nonprofit environments and uh, the power of those skill sets crossing over from a for-profit to a nonprofit, from a nonprofit to a for-profit. And one of the things that I'm not even sure I really realized I had as a skill until sort of showing itself regularly was that I can really translate between sectors and language uh, because there are many more similarities than differences, but the language isn't always the same. And so I do spend a good bit of time kind of translating for some of my for-profit peers, what's happening in the nonprofit space. And I translate back to some of my nonprofit peers how the language works in for-profit. So that's been a really big part of something that I've done that I didn't really expect to do. Um, Of course, the things like pace of of the organization I choose to work for. Um, Points of Light was a very fast-paced company. I have experience at Apple. I was at a startup. Tom's is very fast-paced. So that feels very similar. Um, 
I also choose roles where, you know, we're problem solving or we're collaborating or we're doing something really creative, different or innovative. And so that's been consistent across. Um, so those things, although are similar, like I said, people kind of talk about them differently. So always thinking about driving toward results, always thinking about what that impact is going to be. Um, those things feel very similar. They just use slightly different language to get there. So tell us about your current role. You talk about the the similarities in the fast-paced environment. I'm sure that's true of your current role now. As I was reading uh, your bio originally when we were talking about this conversation, I had the thought, how does she get this all done? <laughs> talk about your current role. What, what brought you to Tom's? Uh, what feels fast-paced and challenging? Yeah. So I think, you know, I'm drawn to environments that are entrepreneurial that are um, trying to do something big and innovative and take some risks. Uh, I'm not very good at being kind of a cog in a wheel and keeping things going. And we need people like that in all sorts of businesses, for-profit and not-profit. It's just not where I thrive. So um, I've been a fan of Tom's from the beginning, thought what they were doing, spearheading this movement uh, as a business that gives back in a really powerful way really was special. And so I've been tracking them across my entire career. Um, and uh, when I knew it was time to move on from, from my last role, you know, I really, I had been in for-profit, I went to nonprofit. I had thought about the fact that I wanted to come back to for-profit, but I knew that it couldn't just be anything anymore, right? After this incredible nonprofit experience that I had had, after seeing the impact of an organization like Points of Light, after um, having the opportunity to work really closely with companies in a totally different way, um, I knew that I wanted to do something that kind of brought all that together. So, of course, a profit and purpose company made sense to me. Of course, Tom's is the, you know, the pinnacle of that, the starter of the movement. Um, and so like with many things in life, yes, I had skills and passion, but I also had some decent timing uh, in that um, they were looking to fill the chief giving officer role. They had been looking for somebody for, for quite some time and actually were down to two final candidates when I had the opportunity to come and talk to the organization and, um, you know, let like they say, the rest is history. Things worked out from there. So it's been an incredible journey to join Tom's. In the three years that I've been here, uh, my role is really specifically to steward the hard work of Tom's employees and our customers. Uh, I take that role very seriously and feel very committed to ensuring that the authenticity and credibility of Tom's giving is best in class. And so how that plays out in my day-to-day uh, is really um, focused on how are we developing an impact strategy that's powerful and meaningful um, and who who needs to be involved with that, right? I, I want my peers on the leadership team to be bought in, understand it, and be ambassadors of it. Uh, everyone join Tom's, no matter the department that they work in, to be part of something bigger and to contribute to giving in some way. So I say everybody's part of giving, uh, when they work here. And so I also have a feel and obligation to ensure that I'm communicating out to our biggest fans and biggest ambassadors, which are employees, and making sure they understand the strategic evolution, they understand the direction we're going, and they feel excited about it, empowered by it, and motivated to share it with others. 
Um, so that's kind of at the high level. You know, the day-to-day looks like partner management and partner development. It looks like ensuring that we're staying on track with our obligation to give, whether that be in our shoe site and water giving or in this new area of impact grants. Um, it looks like ensuring that our giving trips are on track. So our department manages all the um, giving trips, which is an, um, an opportunity for employees to go out and experience our giving firsthand. So we host anywhere between eight and 10 giving trips each year where eligible, eligible employees go to uh, visit one of our giving partners and give shoes directly. Um, so it's a really exciting part of our role here. But you can see we sort of do everything from strategy to supply chain because we, we design, build, and manufacture and ship all of our own shoes to partner development, to grant management, uh, which I love. I love having my fingers in lots of different things. And so it's a really exciting, fun role to be in. But the day-to-day is, it's crazy. It's busy. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) Sounds like it. And, you know, one of the things that I would love to hear more about, as you said, Tom's has built into its model a social impact purpose. And that is all the rage now, right? And most companies are trying to figure out how to retrofit that. But Tom's, it's it, part of your ecosystem, your business. What does that look like day to day? I mean, you talked a little bit about everyone's involved in giving, everyone's a part of that mission. Does that feel different to you than what you've seen at other companies? What does that look like? Yeah, I think there's some really unique things about Tom's having started as a company that has giving at its core. It's part of our DNA. Like I said, there isn't anyone that works here that doesn't feel connected to that or came to Tom's because of that. Um, you know, we're in, we're in Silicon Beach here in Los Angeles. And so there are certainly many other companies that probably pay more than Tom's that people could go to, yet people choose to be part of something bigger, choose to work here at Tom's because of that. Um, and it's really special. Uh, the people here are incredibly passionate. They're all doing their own really cool, not all, many, uh, their own interesting uh, either volunteer projects or social activism or um, creative art or, right. So they're all have something really special and unique about them individually, as well as, uh, wanting to be part of something bigger here at Tom's. So it really is part of our DNA. It's a really, um, special place to work. And we try to bring that culture to life in everything we do. So, um, giving trips I mentioned, but we also do a, uh, we have a program called the tomorrow's project, um, and that allows um, entrepreneurs inside Tom's to apply for a $10,000 grant. We give $10,000 a month away to employees to execute on a um, social impact project that they're passionate about. So it's kind of a contest. Um, they apply, they get approved, meaning that project is is an appropriate project for Tom's to be investing in. And then the company votes. Uh, and there's anywhere from, you know, three to five, sometimes seven people in any given month that are uh, applying for that. And so it's a really special way to allow people to um, show their social entrepreneur chops. Uh, and it really is tied to kind of how Tom's was born. The other thing we do is uh, we shut down the entire company on Giving Tuesday and we all volunteer together. We do that worldwide, including our retail locations. 
So we really tried to. How many employees is that? It's about 500 employees worldwide. Um, and so we really try to walk the talk and people love the opportunity to go on a giving trip and experience our giving firsthand to, to support our local communities through some of the uh, on the ground uh, nonprofit organizations that we partner with in Los Angeles, in the Netherlands, in France. Uh, and so it's a really, we try really hard to bring that to life through the culture because, you know, the day to day grind in supply chain or finance or HR uh, we're very lucky in giving and that we get to talk about this and work on this every day. And that's not the case for everyone. So we try to bring it to life for others in the company as often as we can. And one of the the shifts that we've seen based on employee engagement, the type of connection between how employees want to be in the world and the company that they work for, uh, that it seems like it's really alive within Tom's Walls. One of the other trends that we're seeing, and hopefully it's not a trend, is that companies are becoming more comfortable with taking a stand on what used to be considered political issues or human rights issues. And I know recently Tom's has taken a stance against gun violence, both in its giving and encouraging politicians to pass universal background checks. And one of the dimensions of that that has struck me is that it seemed to come from a very human and personal reaction of your founder after the Thousand Oak shooting. And not necessarily because it made good business sense, which I think is a lot of the conversation, right? Uh, I would point to Nike and the Kaepernick uh, issue last year, right? Is that That is taking a stand and it also has clear financial benefit for the company. And um, seems like that wasn't necessarily the driver of the equation for you. Can you share more about how you think at Tom's about the, that intersection between business and mission and just plain old doing what's right? Yeah, for sure. I think it's such a good question. And I think it's a hard one for companies as they're navigating. And like you said, trying to retrofit. Uh, for some companies, I think it's really hard. We started this way. And uh, for companies that already have are either are public companies and already have deep shareholder expectations, uh, or uh, just are very large. And so retrofitting some of these things into their day-to-day operations can be incredibly costly. So I admire some of the large companies that are trying to do this and, and make it happen in a real and authentic way. Um, for us, you know, we had already started talking about and had been working on for quite some time, the, um, impact grants component of our giving. Uh, and we'd been giving shoe sight and water for 13 years we're really excited to be announcing a very large number of shoes given next year, uh, which we're incredibly proud of and excited to celebrate with our with our customers and our employees. Um, but we also knew that the the world around us is is changing, and that there might be other things that not only mean a lot to our employees and to our customers, but that we could have real impact in. Uh, and so we've spent the last year or so really thinking about that and looking into different issue areas and what's a natural extension of the work that we already do through our shoe site and water giving. And so we were well into that process when the Thousand Oaks shoot, shooting happened. And so although it seemed like a really, you know, big shift for Tom's, we had already sort of internally and quietly been working toward, you know, where else are we going to be putting our energy and focusing our impact? Uh, and so although we didn't say like, it's going to be gun violence when 
uh, or helping to end gun violence with, with other incredible giving partners who are clearly the experts in all of this. Uh, when the Thousand Oaks shooting happened, it just felt like the right thing to do on every level. Um, and, you know, Blake shared the story when he was on Jimmy Fallon, but, you know, he was driving into work and his wife called him and, you know, he, it was early. So it was the day after the shooting had happened and he hadn't heard about it yet. Um, and his wife called and said, there's, there's been a shooting. It's in our backyard. It's close to Tom's. I'm not taking the kids to school today. I'm not going to yoga today. We're staying home. Somebody's got to do something. And, uh, he sort of was like, well, if not us, who, if not now, when? Um, and so I've had the great honor and privilege of talking to survivors of gun violence and activists uh, in this space. Um, and many of their stories start with that moment of that's it, no more. This is enough. We have to play a role. It's going to take all of us. We have to be part of the solution. Um, and for Blake, that moment was a Thousand Oaks shooting. So, you know, he clearly and quickly went to the leadership team, went to the board of directors and said, this is the right thing to do. We have to play. Uh, got all the sort of approvals and we moved fast. We moved really fast. Um, which was scary because you want to do the right thing. You want to do it well. Um, but we all could very quickly get behind the fact that a hundred people a day in the United States are killed by guns. And that shouldn't, that should not be okay with anyone, regardless of your political disposition. Uh, and so that was sort of the mantra we carried with us going forward. And so we spent, um, I don't know, 12 to 15 days, it is kind of a blur, talking to anybody and everyone that would get on the phone with us and help us get educated about this issue. Uh, we talked to policy organization, we talked to grassroots organizations, we talked to research organizations, literally, uh, we talked to survivors, anyone who would help us learn as fast as we could, we were on the phone with. And so we kind of, you know, developed this little bit of a formula of how to go about this. Uh, which I can talk about more, but there wasn't ever this moment of like, ah, I don't know if we should do this. It was very, um, it was never, did, we never had the conversation like, is this going to help sell more Toms or is this going to be good, quote unquote, good for the commercial business? It was, we care about this issue. It's happened in our backyard. Our, our, clearly our supporters care about this issue. We think we can do something. And so we committed to giving $5 million to ending gun violence, which I sort of say, sadly, is the largest corporate gift that's been given so far to this issue. Uh, because it can become and or be perceived as a highly politically charged issue. Um, but again, we just really got clear that, you know, 100 people a day dying from guns in the United States is just not acceptable. Right. And everyone should feel that way about it. And if we all don't start being part of how to address it and solve it, we're in trouble. It's such clarity of vision. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's just incredibly refreshing to hear that story that it, it, uh, we are exposed to now a lot of companies who are it, intentional about how they engage and have very specific social impact and business impact calculus, but that, you know, this is just not 
acceptable and we we have a role to play here and doing that in a couple weeks time is that's that's remarkable at the employee level the folks that were not on the leadership team did you see positive response for tom's taking that sort of values-based stance yeah mostly mostly you know everyone had comes to work and to life with their own personal set of values and there were some people who had questions, and I think they were very fair questions. Uh, wait, I thought we were about giving shoes to children in need. Why are we, you know, leaning into this total, totally other space? Or wait, I actually believe in my Second Amendment rights to bear arms, and is this part of taking that away? And so those, there were some of those things for employees, and I think they were all very fair uh, concerns and questions, and. Um, I think we did an okay job of letting folks know that this was really about those people being killed each day. This wasn't about the Second Amendment at all. This was about, if, if it was about anything political, it was about responsible gun ownership. Uh, and we did, I would say, probably dip our toe into the most political thing we've ever done, which was to ask our supporters to urge congressional leaders to pass universal background checks. Uh, and the bill HR8 was part of that for the House. And we did um, we did ask our supporters to fill out a postcard uh, and urge the House to pass universal background checks. So that was definitely that was definitely the most political thing Tom's has ever done. That was definitely choosing a side on a particular issue. Um, but we felt though as though it was the right thing to do. And it wasn't about um Second Amendment rights is it was about responsible gun, gun ownership and it was about reducing the number of people being killed by guns each day. So Tom's has positioned itself really as a pioneer and leader now in multiple areas, right? We talked about the business model, the one for one model, and now really demonstrating how companies can put their economic invisibility might, as it were, behind issues that matter and yours being the largest grant that has gone to this issue, right? Another indicator of that. How would you help other companies think about how to engage? I know you have mentioned to me in the past that there's a framework that you use internally. What are the different questions? What are the different dimensions that you consider? Yeah, it's such a great question. And, you know, we're, we're building it as we learn. Um, and so it's certainly not the perfect model, but it is one that uh, almost through some of this work we kind of backed into. And I see these patterns kind of saying, wait, we, we actually are, are, there's a little bit of a framework here. And we're, we're, if we repeat this, I think we can be very successful. And, you know, we, we learned a ton. We got some things right. We got some things wrong. Um, but it's, it goes something like this, right? Um, the first thing to do is to really ensure that it aligns with your values and that you believe in what you're talking about and what you're working on. And so that's the first and most important question to ask yourself. Uh, is this authentic to us? Can we be credible in this space? Or are we just jumping on a bandwagon or a cultural moment? And that's a hard question to ask yourself. It's a really, you know, it's a real honest moment, um, but it's critical because everything waterfalls from there. Um, so once we could answer yes to that, then the next step was for us to enter the space very humbly. And I think with other things that we decide to take on, that's sort of step one. We are not the experts, but we know how to work 
with giving partners or nonprofit organizations that are experts. And so we do have an infrastructure here at Tom's. We're very lucky to have, you know, 12 people on a giving team that have international development expertise, public public health expertise. So they are they are truly experts in their field, know how to work with nonprofit organizations. And so entering humbly, surrounding ourselves with the experts, learning as much as we can, and then putting our money where our mouth is, were sort of those fundamental things that I think can apply to natural disasters. They can apply to man-made disasters. They can apply to issues where you're taking a stand. Um, but I think the for-profit and nonprofit, that ecosystem that we can create together is really, really important. And I believe the way great things can happen to make the world better. I think the fifth piece was maybe unique to us, but I think it's a really powerful piece. And that was finding a me- meaningful way for the consumer to engage beyond purchasing a product. And that was the postcards. Right. So we thought I was like, you know, we're building technology and we're, of course, up against the clock and trying to do all this stuff. And I thought it's going to be like, I don't know, a couple thousand people that fill this thing out. Like, let's just get it done quickly. Seven hundred and fifty thousand people filled out a postcard urging Congress to pass universal background checks. It's incredible. And it just shows how hungry people are to find a quick but meaningful way to engage. And so we're really thinking about how can we bring more things like that to our supporters and our consumer base? Um, yes, of course, we want them to buy a pair of Toms. We want them to wear those Toms as a, as a badge of someone who cares what happens in the world. But do that. And here's, a, here's you know, two or three other ways that you can get involved in your community or two or three other ways you can get involved in this issue that, that we care about together. Uh, and so I was shocked by the um, number of people that responded to the postcard. We went one step further and said, we're going to take these postcards in true Tom's fashion, drive them across the country and hand deliver them to our congressional leaders. And so as, as we developed this cross-country tour with seven stops, uh, it was a huge opportunity for us to stop in Las Vegas and talk to survivors of the Route 91 shooting and stop in Chicago and learn more about, quote unquote, everyday gun violence that that city is is working so hard to address and stop in um, uh, Philadelphia and in Washington, D.C. And, you know, sort of all these places, and even in Colorado, all the way back to Columbine and Aurora and really learn about the impact and implications that gun violence has had on these communities but also how resilient they are and how passionate they are to make these issues better. And so we did all that and all these people came out to these events and to these opportunities to learn more and to, in the freezing rain, literally deliver these postcards to congressional leaders and come back and deliver more. And it just was incredible how people want to be part of the solution. And if we can find ways for them to do that, Um, I think, you know, it just shows that people that we want change and we all want to be a part of it. That's exactly right. And that's as you were talking, that's exactly what I was thinking about. We uh, know that the actual volunteer rates are right now and kind of civic engagement rates are going down, but intent is going up. And that says to me that 
People really, they're hungry for a way to engage and to have their voices heard. And they just, they, they need a, an activation point and you're giving that to them with this type of leadership. So it's just, it's really humbling to hear what Tom's is doing as a company and what you're, what you're informing within Tom's and, you know, being on that tour, right. And seeing that front hand, that's, that's where a lot of companies are trying to figure out how to hit the mark with being authentic and tying it to what their employees and their consumers really value. And it seems like, um, I know you said it's, it's evolving, but it sounds like from where I sit, you figured it out. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, and look, we're, I think the other thing is that Tom's is, you know, we're no stranger to criticism. And so it kind of doesn't scare us very much, right? And I think more companies need to get comfortable with that to say, yeah, not everyone's going to love this, but it's the right thing to do. Or it's the right thing for us to do. This is a space we should be engaging in. Uh, and, and that's just that it's that process of first ensuring that you can do it authentically. You can do it with credibility. Cause I do think this new, really savvy customer, they see right through it. Um, if you're not those two things, they're going to be, you know, even less interested. Uh, and some of the data says, you know, there's data out there that says consumers will respect you more and be more interested in you as a brand, even if they don't believe in what you're standing for. If you do nothing, you, are, you, risk, you run the risk of becoming irrelevant. And that's much worse than having someone say, I don't like that stand you took, but I respect and admire you for having a point of view. Exactly. And I, I bet that translates to employees as well. Absolutely. Within all this inspiring work, what is the best part of your day? Oh, I have so many wonderful parts of my day. I really do feel honored and lucky to, like I said, when we opened, sort of steward the incredible work of the employees of Tom's and of our supporters who choose to wear Tom's every day. Um, but, you know, on, on the day-to-day -day scale, when I can... When someone forwards me either a really positive story from one of our giving partners or a photo of some children getting our shoes or um, a story of maybe someone's life we've impacted, that I, I get to kind of see that first and then share it out with more people in the company, it really it reminds you why we're doing this, right? And you, you kind of get that moment of, right, this is, this is why we're here. This is why I got up early this morning, or this is why I stayed late last night, or this is why uh, we're wrestling our way through whatever the issue is. Um, and so it's a, it's a really fun role to be in and a really inspiring place to get to sit and see some of the great things that we get to do every day and, and be a part of. So I know it's, it's very um, like, oh man, I wish everyone could have that in their day. So we do try to replicate it for our employees as much as, as much as possible. But certainly when I get to see our impact really uh, directly impacting someone positively or hear a story of it, it's, it's pretty gosh darn great. Right. Well, thank you for sharing a little part of that with us today. And you've certainly left me inspired and I, you know, I, uh, excited to see what you all do next. It seems like, you know, you've got, you're on the frontier of where we're moving with corporate social engagement and we'll, we'll be watching. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time and wisdom with us. Thanks for having me. It was a joy talking to you. Thanks so much for listening to Pro Bono Perspectives today. 
If you like our show and want to learn more, check out our website at commonimpact.org. Leave us a review and tell your friends and colleagues about us. Tune into our upcoming episodes to hear from everyday leaders using their skills to help their communities.